Coffee and Onesies. I'm Nikki. And I'm Chelsea. Today we are going to be talking about interviews and how to be giving you all the very best advice on how to succeed and to know what your interviewer may be looking for. So stick around, grab your warm cup of coffee, and we're about to dive right in. So this is, it came at the most perfect time to be talking about this because firstly, Nikki just got some really exciting news. Yes, I did. I don't want to spoil that. So I will let Nikki tell you. Yes, I did. So I recently got a promotion for this position that I was interviewing for, I felt like for freaking ever. Oh yeah. I had like five different interviews with five different people and it was just super super stressful and I remember through the whole process um one of my managers kept telling me like oh you have to be sure to use these keywords like um skill set and this and that and and make sure you redo your resume for what they're looking for and I was like what and I felt like I was so confident in like me just being able to just talk and know what I'm doing and like me with my skill set well skill set but mm-hmm. me with just like knowing the role and knowing the company that I was like I feel comfortable but I feel like I'm not going to be able to use these keywords mm-hmm. so I felt like I felt comfortable with me but it's I feel like interviews are always so nerve-wracking and funny enough Charles was doing she was like conducting these interviews this week and that's when it hit me. I was like, well, what are you looking for? Like, what do you usually look for? Because I know sometimes interviewers have, like, checklists and mm-hmm. they have, like, things they look for. Mm-hmm. And especially you, you have, like, with your company, you're looking for, like, marketing and advertising and, like, yeah. specific things. And that's something that, like, in the long run, I would love to, like, dive into that. But there's, like, a whole realm of things that right, yeah, I don't even know about. Every interviewer is going to look for something completely different. I think that the company that you're looking for is really important. And I think that the first thing is that advice-wise is, well, this is advice that can be, you know, taken no matter your role. Really make sure that you know a lot about the company that you're about to apply for. So I think that that's the biggest thing is, like, how many times you show up and you're like, wait, I think that you do this because, and I only say, I say this is because if you can understand the company that you're working for, you could even do networking on LinkedIn with people that work at that company to get a feel for the culture and the vibe, because that will really help you understand what the interviewer is going to look for. So you're, you're applying for a very serious job. And you're probably in a cubicle. It probably... (laughs) Not saying that they don't care about your personality, but honestly, I feel like at that role, they just want to know that you're going to be showing up serious. Don't fool around. Yeah. Do your your job. And then... Organize. Yeah. All that. But if you're dealing with people and you have to be, like, the front man Mm -hmm. and, like, in positions like I'm in, in positions like Chelsea's in, we have to interact with the public mm-hmm. so it's like our personalities have to be pretty eye-catching thing. yeah because it's like if you're no offense but pretty dull <laughs> and then you're trying to interact with customers who are either because it's like you need to remember that like people have 
so many different personalities. Oh, exactly. And it's like some people can be super happy, others can be very upset. And it's like you need to be able to combat that. Yeah, exactly. I think that, yeah, and that's such a good point that you make there because exactly like for us in these types of roles, that's the first thing that I, as an interviewer, will look for because I mean, today was like a perfect example. I interviewed with an individual and while maybe they had the the skill chops and some of the experience, which I still was not 100% sold on, they they really like, I, I was just looking, I was searching for something to captivate me, to like make me want to have a deeper conversation with you. And that was concerning because I have to expect that these people are going to be we don't do like it's on the pushy cells. You have to wor- really work with your client, understand your client and their goals, understand our company, and how does that intertwine together so that way you can assist them. But if you're just so serious, it's almost intimidating, I feel like. Yeah. I mean, you as a customer, would you be more inclined to want to work with an individual that actually takes the time and seems interested in learning about yeah, you? Yeah, exactly. Or someone who's like, I mean, just, what like, can gets I get to for the you? Point. Sounds kind of like a robot. Do you have any type of emotion? And I know that that's like, I'm not saying like I'm that everybody's gonna be like me or Nikki, mm-hmm. but again, this is why it's really key. It's like, but that's your role though. Like, so don't show up and <laughs> it's just like why apply for it if you know that that's just not where you excel. Yeah. If you are more held back a little bit, more reserved more introverted and there I mean I'm a mix I know you're a mix like you can be introverted and extroverted but I think that that also works in our benefit because we know when to turn it on when to calm it down we can feel the room and feel the vibe and same thing with your clients and when you're talking with these calls that come in and I think that that's the number one that I look for and also preparation because the first thing that I do and I ask is how why mindful how did you hear about mindful what do you know about us? Mm-hmm. And when the first thing that comes out of their mouth is, um, so um, I think that you do I, instant red flag. And I'm like, okay, do you, though, want to work for this? Or does it, was it just the first job that showed up on your Indeed list and made you click apply? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, honestly, that is true. And also just, like, having some questions like sometimes you might not have questions but it is good and CJ always tells me because he used to do interviews and it's like it is good to have some good questions at the end because I remember one of my managers had mentioned to me he was like um yeah we used to do this like questionnaire Mm -hmm. at the end that we had to answer about each interviewee and then part of that um like inner or like questionnaire was did the interviewee ask good questions at the end and Mm -hmm. if they didn't then that was like a red flag in a sense and I was Mm -hmm. like what yeah and so I feel I feel like one of my questions that I always like to ask just to also get a sense of because they're not just interviewing you you're interviewing them too Mm -hmm. but to get a good sense of like the company if I don't know much about it or about the position I like to ask the person, I'm like, what is your favorite thing about your role? What mm-hmm. what do you enjoy about your position or what brought you here or like... Yeah, and those are really great questions because I love getting those questions. 
I I really do prefer someone who ends the interview with questions for us because I allocate time specifically to answer them because I expect mm-hmm. that they should have questions. It's it's a for me as an interviewer and I know with my colleagues, it's almost it can be seen as a red flag if you have zero questions, not yeah. even one, not even about how is the work culture. Can you tell me about that? Could you tell me like what does a day-to-day in this department look like? These are all great because First, it's like, it's one thing when you can, you apply for a job and you have the basic description, but it's another thing if you can talk to an individual that lives and breathes in that department to really Mm -hmm. understand. Because when you get the offer, let's just say you you end up getting that offer, it's, it actually might not be a good fit for you dependent on what they reply to that. What they tell you could give you actually more insights like, oh, I actually you know, I was in the impression it was something else. Yeah. This is beneficial for me. Now I actually really need to think about, do I see myself in this role? And I think that those are, and I always get like lots of, and also another great question, and I don't think that anybody should feel ashamed, just the timing needs to be right. Mm-hmm. Asking about like, what does this look like? Can I grow in this role? Like my goals and my career goals are here. Is there room for growth? Because some companies will tell you, like, not really. Not really in this position. This might be it. Some, and that is totally true. People can stay in the same role for ages. And for someone who's looking at this as something that they want to expand on, I think that that's a really great question to have because that makes you, lets you know that, that there's opportunity to growth not only in your position and learning and your skill set, but also in your financial financial planning yeah these are all great things to consider I I was telling Nikki that you know the the resume and the cover letter that's another good thing read the requirements because it's a red flag if you apply to a position and you don't email the email that I said to send it to Mm -hmm. that's a red flag to me because you can't even take those simple first instructions. Yeah. If you email only your resume and you don't do a cover letter, which was requested, that's another red flag for me. You can't even do the first simple instructions that you're given. That you're given and then you want me to There was an individual today which was actually a perfect example. Emailed and said, "I have this a 20 years experience. I have this I have this, and you know what they didn't send? A cover letter or a resume. And you know who they didn't email? The email that we requested them to. And then they, so I emailed them, we emailed them back and said, to be considered for this role, we need to have your resume and cover letter. Yeah. You know what they replied back with? More insights in an email of what their (laughs) resume consists of. So to, to us, we... We rescinded the the invite to meet with us on a one-on-one. Because to me, it's like the back and forth. Why do I need to stress myself out with someone who doesn't even work for us yet and can't take simple instruction? It's almost like I, didn't, I just didn't understand. Yeah. No, I feel like at that <laughs> point, it's like why you're kind of just wasting my time. Yeah. Because I'm telling you what I need, you're not providing me what I mm-hmm. need, and I'm already frustrated with you, and mm-hmm. I don't even work with you yet. Oh, yeah. I think that it's, it's just, yeah, it's, it's one of those things, because 
these are, again, these are like, I look at these as the first steps. Mm -hmm. That's the first thing that I'm going to measure you on. And the second thing is, what does your resume consist of in your cover letter? You know, I see so many resumes are kind of like those things that they change every single year. Like what Mm -hmm. people are looking for on them, they change all the time. So when I see really like outdated formatting resumes, like from early mid 2000s, and I'm like, okay, so have you not applied to a job in quite some time? And I, and I, and that's not to, to bank on anyone's skill set, but honestly, at the end of the day, these are types of skills that a lot of interviewers, even if your, your job has nothing to do with making a resume, people look at that type of stuff. It's like, if you can't, it allows us to kind of see your creativity. How do you show up on paper? And it's a really, it's your first opportunity to sell yourself to us. So when you, well, don't take advantage of that opportunity. It's almost like, how badly do you do you actually want it? And that's kind of like how I, I look at it. Because from there, it's like everything that you put on there, that's going to be your one chance to get that second interview, whatever that consists of. For us, it's a few different rounds. So you'll get some people get a phone interview, or you might get invited to a first one-on-one. And then from there, it's like moving on down the phase. We, we consist of three interviews now at Mindful. I remember when I first started, I think I told you that I first got contacted in a phone interview. And mm-hmm. then I had to submit a project, like a PowerPoint and sell yeah. myself. And this was like a 10-minute PowerPoint that I did. And I had a video of myself. They sent yeah. me magazines. I remember that. I was just like, <laughs> dang, you better get this position. <laughs> And then from there, I remember that then I got invited to an in-person interview with three different people. And then after that, I was invited to have an interview with the general manager at the time. And then I got the, the offer letter. I was like, I remember telling Luke, and this is when I had first come to Canada and I yeah. just got my work permit. So I hadn't been working for quite some time since my last cruise contract. I was desperate for work, man running out of money <laughs> yeah, we had just that. gotten married <laughs> went through any savings that we potentially had for permanent residence application and I definitely was wanting it and I wanted it so bad too that I was like oh my gosh it felt like such a dragged out process and and I did but I wanted it so badly I was like if I do all of this and I don't get it, I'm going to be crushed. <laughs> and I remember talking to you about that, because yours consisted of several different interviews as well. Yeah. Lots of waiting. Yeah, mine started with um, a phone interview, even though, like, I already work at this company. <laughs> but it started with a phone interview. Then it started with... Then I had a double Zoom interview with, like, two different managers. And then I had two additional managers that interviewed me and then I had to wait a week and I had been invited to another interview with like the head Mm -hmm. um, direct manager and so so like the director of that department and finally I had to wait another week and a half Mm -hmm. and I had a phone call with the recruiter again and she told me the great news that was like we're doing this and so I was just like oh my gosh mm-hmm. and I wanted to start sobbing but I remember that one of the things that I did differently this time around was I did change up my resume mm-hmm. and I did 
I was like, you know what? I'm going to do as much to catch eye to and my resume. And your resume, resume looks so cute, too. <laughs> yeah. And I made sure I, like, added pink in there, and I, like, added color, and I, I definitely did something completely different than I did in the past, because before it was literally just black and white. And Honestly, and that stood so out. So outdated. Yeah. But I feel like because I formatted differently, I added design, I did it so completely differently and it is super cute i love my resume now but i feel like because it was so different than what it was i feel like that it really helps help your resume if it would end up in my inbox and actually you know this this time around i'm i i remember i was looking at some previous resumes but before we went into this new hiring phase that we're in and i really was looking at the resumes that i had put in my Yes, they grabbed my attention folder, and I do. Yeah. When I when we get in resumes and I was sorting them, I was sorting them by people that instantly grabbed my attention. I wanted to read more. Mm-hmm. I wanted to learn more, more than I could just get off the paper because that's what goes into that like that second stage of like if you can get them their attention just by your resume, and then you can get on the phone, yeah. you really can sell yourself because having that conversation really allows you to like sell your personality. Yeah. And really talk about your skills and why you're excited for the role and why this fits into your career career goals and much more than just what the resume because I mean honestly at the end of the day we would hope that people are honest but I know that a lot of people might yeah you know just embellish <laughs> just a little 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 bit of that on their resumes. Because they want people, again, to mm-hmm. really grab the attention. So after that, I really do ask people about their resumes. Um, so at that point, if you did get that interview, like today, there was an individual that showed that he had a lot of... He did have a lot of background in this type of work, to a sense. But I instantly was concerned because then I look at the duration of every single position. So while it looked like a lot... It honestly didn't make up a lot of time. It was yeah. only three years of experience because out of 12 different positions, he was only at them for like three to six months. Mm-hmm. That's concerning because then I asked, could you tell me about those jumping? And that's another thing that I look for is that if people can't tell you what they did in a previous position without saying, um, mm-hmm. concerning. If they can't tell you like kind of clearly... Um, and articulate it in a way that makes sense on why they bounce. Because there's nothing wrong with going to different industries. But when it's like every three months you're leaving, I'm going to ha- be concerned because I'm not looking for someone who's just using this as a tryout. Yeah. And if it's a good fit, I'm ideally looking for someone who's interested in growing and can bring a lot of different skills to the table and help excel our department and our company forward to the next phase. And so those types of things are concerning for me. And I mean, and I know that different interviewers will also ask various questions definitely aligned with the role for me. I try to ask them about, you know, what is a sales process that they're currently doing? If they're applying for a sales role, that's what we do in advertising. Um, Other things is like, what makes you a good salesperson? And like, what value are you going to add to Mindful? Like, why should I pick you over somebody else? Um, I, I, another thing that really stands out to me when I'm, when I'm interviewing with people is I look at if all of their answers seem almost too perfect. Yeah. Because we're human and everybody Mm -hmm. has faults. So 
I don't want to just know that. I want to know what is your weakness? How do you overcome that? Like, I'm talking about a weakness, something that you regularly work on. Like, I know that I get a little too excited and I will ramble and sometimes my emails are a little too long, but I'm working on it. (laughs) And it's just kind of like those things and an individual today, I asked him this and he almost like didn't have a weakness. (laughs) And I was like, you're just perfect at everything. (laughs) Not one single to me, it's like, that's a red flag to me because I don't want someone that seems like egotistical and confidence is good, but like being kind of full of yourself and thinking that you are just like the best of the best, you ain't going to find no better. That's the red flag. <laughs> yeah. I feel like whenever the question of your weakness comes up I'm always like okay I don't want to sound too crazy but it's like (laughs) but I always say like I'm a perfectionist and Mm -hmm. I always also say like I'm very literal so Mm -hmm. I have to work on that because like if someone tells me oh we're gonna be doing x y and z I'll be like okay we're doing Mm -hmm. that and we're not steering clear of that or steering away from that and then sometimes they'll be like oh no well I didn't mean it literally and I'm like and my Mm -hmm. eye starts twitching because I'm like that's what you said (laughs) and that's what's in there black and white and so I feel like I definitely always tell people I'm always like well I'm a perfectionist (laughs) this episode is brought to you by Maple and Alfie yes (laughs) as as you can all hear them through this whole episode they are very excited about interviews as well but yeah I always um I always say that I'm a perfectionist and that I am very literal but I feel like the question that always like makes me think because Mm -hmm. I feel like it's such an intense not intense question but it's like it's such a like I don't know, like a catch-22 question, which is the, oh, where do you see yourself in five years? Obviously, you're going to say, like, I see myself working at this company. But it's like, at the same time, you're like, I don't freaking know where I see myself in five years. <laughs> like, I was just sitting here thinking of, like, where I saw, where I was five years ago. And I'm like, I would have never in a million years would have thought that I'd be here five years later married (laughs) pregnant like i two babies living in new york next week let alone five years from now yeah i was like i don't freaking know and so then i remember they asked me that in my interview this round yeah and i was just like and i was just like (laughs) i see myself growing within the company and like this is not but it's like but genuinely you're just like what Mm -hmm. i don't know like but I feel like that's always such a, like, catch-22 question because it's, like, you can't be, like, I see myself in your position. <laughs> it's, like... I think another... Uh, it made me think of this other question, which I've had this as a interviewer and an interviewee. Um, I've gotten a question of where they ask you... <laughs> where they ask you... Um, oh, my gosh. And I just lost it. And I will have to take this... <laughs> Where they ask you, let's Lost see. Lost it. Lost is it like, it. what's your favorite animal? Lost it. Nope, it's not my, that's not what was asked. They did ask me once that, because it was supposed to be like a part of the job. And it was like how well you can describe something. Mm-hmm. And they're like, describe how you you would make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And mm-hmm. I was like, what? 
I've but seen it. I remember I was just like, because it, it all depends on like how much detail you give. Oh. And no, I was just like, yeah. And I remember when I had that question for like when I started working at this company. But I, I remember when I first got that question, I was like, what the heck mm-hmm. kind of question is this? And yeah. then I got it after the interview. I was like, oh, it's to see how much detail you give. But. Well, I've had this question asked, and um, I haven't asked it. As I, 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 I haven't asked it, but I've had an individual that was interviewing with me, other, another applicant, um, ask this question, and it was, what issues or, like, what faults do you see in Mindful currently or, like, the company that you're working for? Oh, I had that question in this interview like, round. basically telling them, like, this is what I see you guys could make improvements. Yeah. That's such an intimidating thing because it's, like, how do mm-hmm. you perfectly approach this of, like, I'm not trying to call you out, like, because clearly I want to work there. And if I say too much, there could be like, so why do you want to work with us if all of these things are wrong? Yeah, (laughs) I remember having that question asked actually in my last, in this interview round where I got this position, but I noticed that they were taking notes, Mm -hmm. like, but in a different notepad, Mm -hmm. like kind of to like realize what I was saying. And I remember... Because I've worked with this department regularly now, but we're on different departments and we need information from them. And so I remember I told them, I was like, well, I would appreciate it if when we're asking for information on certain cases, we don't get pushback. We should be trusted to know what we're doing and to know that we're doing our job and to keep things confidential as opposed to being like, this is confidential. We Mm -hmm. can't tell this person. And it's like, we should be trusted with this information as well and not get pushed back. And they're like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, yeah, I know. And so, <laughs> and so I remember they were just like, oh, yeah. And so they, like, wrote it down. And so I was like, thank you. I, uh, one of the questions I, I do like is, you know, telling, adding into what do they, what do they see themselves bringing to the table and how do they apply their skills? How will they apply their skills to this role and in, in its growth and it's always interesting to kind of see some people's things because I had some people that get super they articulate it so beautifully and you're like oh that was such a good answer and then I have others that were like yeah because I'm good at this (laughs) we're like that's more any anything like I just feel like it was almost like you're pulling teeth to get answers from them I've I've had that where I have you know I do say, it's almost like a happy medium that what I'm about to say is that I think that it's important to, if you're really passionate about it, don't feel ashamed to say a lot, but of course also monitor how much because sometimes you can almost start to reiterate and like repeating yourself and like, wait, you already said that. Because it is good because I, I, I do want to hear more. This is my opportunity to know if I'm going to, you know, move you on to the next round. But I have had people that I've interviewed and they've given me just like a yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I would have no problem with that. Okay, great. So could you tell me about yourself? This was actually an interview that I had this morning. Um, well, I'm in school and... Um, I work at Aldo, and um, yeah, I, I, and then before here, I was in Toronto, 
okay, but that's pretty much it about me. <laughs> Nothing else. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I can see that you're in school, and I know that you live in Halifax, and I could see that you lived in Toronto. All of this was based off of your resume. This is the, the opportunity to tell me, like, who is Nikki? Who are you? Yeah. Like, why should I choose you? Why should I choose you over Brenda? Mm-hmm. Like, what, what does Nikki have to the table? What insights can you give me and skill sets can you bring to the table that so-and-so can't? Or maybe they can bring the same, but you actually can do this. And I think that these are all, like, such really good things because, again, it's, like, it's about preparation. I mean, I wouldn't say don't over-prepare because especially if you get questions asked that you didn't prepare for, it can almost make you go completely silent, like, oh my gosh, wait, that wasn't one of my test questions. (laughs) But I think that it's, like, it's important to know it's, like, nerves happen, but... Nerves happen, but, you know, we're human, and I think that you are going to be worrying more about what your interviewer thinks of you than things that they're actually thinking about. I think that too often it's like they're they're not thinking about this. Nope, they're not <laughs> worried that you you had to you fumbled on a word. You are worried about that. Like we're all human. I fumbled on words this morning when I was giving an interview. So I was like, you know, it makes sense. I think it's about picking yourself up and just not letting it affect you because yeah. if you let that one little slip completely ruin the rest of your thing I don't know I just like to me it's like little things to just try to work on and give yourself test interviews yeah like you can test this and you could even do this with like a friend or a family member of like ask me these types of things I want to just feel a little bit more comfortable kind of shake things up get out of my box because you don't want to just say the same answer that the other 10 in front of you just said because a lot of times I'm asking the same questions. If you, you know, some people will answer a question that was, you know, they'll give me more answer in one question that almost replaces another question. But I think that it's really good to just be prepared. Do look apart, you know, I know that it's an interview, but do not show up in a t-shirt and, <laughs> you know, a messy bun on your head and t- tell your interviewers to hold. Yes. Could you hold one second? This happened this morning, y'all. I'm not even even if it's a virtual <laughs> interview, it's still an interview. So yeah. So it's like, prepare for it. Like you're going in there in person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, look the part. I know that COVID has really shifted things. There's a lot of places that aren't doing in person anymore and you're doing it over a zoom or skype or google meet but again like you're going to be working with these people they will see you at some point like if you show up like that i'm questioning it's not that i don't show up in sweats to work some days but i also didn't show up in that like that on my interview (laughs) no absolutely and it also shows that you care Mm -hmm. from just dressing up a little bit yeah. Like, what do they say? It's like your Sunday best. Yeah, your Sunday best. Yeah. So I think that it's like do the research, really understand the role. If you are in a position, as Nikki was saying earlier, that there are skill sets or words that might benefit you because there are a lot of things like especially like in a marketing realm of understanding various terminology, you know, ROI, 
CPM, <laughs> like this to name a few, CTR. So it's just like these types of things, those analytics and those metrics and the definitions behind them, they do matter. Those are just a very tiny few. Yes, I know that there's a lot. Any opportunity that you have to expand on your resume, guys, there's so many free courses available yeah. everywhere. Like there's like uh, Udemy um and there's LinkedIn. like a there's a course there's like a it's called like coursey course course something hubspot yeah mm-hmm. linkedin does a lot google has so many harvard even has tons of like free free um courses that you can do all of these are so great you can literally find no matter what you're looking for even if you want to learn a platform there's so many available for free i mm-hmm. highly recommend that you take the time because a lot of interviewers will look at those types of things and you can pop them on it's just another thing that expands on your resume something that you can already bring to the table and some people actually have them as like kind of like preferred skills like if you knew know this or if you know these types of crms or this you know familiar yourself with you know microsoft and mac i think that that's really key too because you never know i'd rather say know it and then you know, at, le- at least know the basics and then go from there. Of course, Microsoft Suite, the basics, Microsoft, like Excel, PowerPoint, Adobe. All of these are really great skills to kind of just have in your back pocket. So that way you can kind of bring it to the table because it almost looks super beneficial. I think that these positions these days, there are a lot of positions that almost kind of like hold underneath the umbrella several parts several different arenas so the more that you know the better and you can almost be more valuable to them because even though maybe your role doesn't involve this if you can come to the table with these types of skills it almost makes you stand out above the pack yeah yeah and I mean I would highly recommend it do your research show up and be yourself do elaborate on these questions. Understand this is the first, you know, well, this might be the second opportunity for me to really get to know you and how you're going to mesh well. Have questions ready. And also when you get closer to your final interviews and or you get that proposal, have numbers ready. Know what people in that position and in your skill set and your experience get paid. So important. Do not feel ashamed or embarrassed to talk about money. If they want you enough and you shined enough for them, a lot of people will pay you. I'm telling you, if you don't ask, you're basically undercutting yourself. So if they come and offer and you're like, I actually was thinking this was the range. Um, Could you meet me there? And if so, you have a yes. Some of them will say, let me go back and see what we can do. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, ask these questions up front. If you don't wait until the last minute or sign in afterwards and then find out they didn't have the benefits that you expected or that the hours were not what you expected or they didn't have a 401k or RRSP, ask these things in advance. Know what types of opportunities already await you in terms of like, when is a performance review? When are, you know, salary increases and or promotions? How do you measure these? Go in there prepared. Don't be surprised after you already accepted it because you just wasted their time and you wasted your time. Yeah, exactly. 
everything Chelsea just said. Um, yeah, and just let your personality just win it as well. But also before an interview, just make sure to breathe and do some breathing exercises and relax and know that, hey, it's it's okay either way. I feel like I always try and go in and be like, okay, just try and give it your best and then whatever is meant to be will be. But um, yeah, because I feel like interviews can be super stressful at times, whether you're giving them or you're in it. And that goes the same, yeah, both ways because while you're feeling the nerves being interviewed, I bet you your interviewer is also like running every single question in their head of like, wait, did that sound right? Or does that make sense? Like yeah. we're feeling it too. I get like that. It's it's like meeting new people, but know that like you're we're all human. You're not in this alone. And ask the questions. If you have the question, ask it. No question is a bad question in my book. I would rather you come prepared with those types of things, be quick on your feet, than not come prepared. But I hope you guys are putting yourself out there and chasing your career goals and make sure that you're valuing and knowing your worth and moving up that ladder, whatever ladder that is, but you're moving on up. Mm-hmm. And I mean, look, Nikki got her promotion. Yep. This is a this is a good time. There's a lot of opportunities, and yeah, you know, honestly, I've even applied to places that weren't even hiring, mm-hmm. and you know, yeah. some good things can happen there. Just put yourself out there, get your get yourself on their radar, and then when they do, they're like, wait, we actually put this person's resume on hold. Yeah, just saying. Absolutely. And honestly, just if you're in a position currently and you're not happy, I feel like just looking even at other positions or even other companies, like be somewhere that's going to bring you joy. Because I feel like I was at a point where I was just completely over my position, like love my company, but I was just like burnt out and just couldn't do it anymore. And then finally I was like, okay, I want to apply to this other position And it took me a while to get out of where I was. And I feel like I was like, okay, if I can't get this position, then I'm unfortunately going to have to look elsewhere because I I can't do this current position anymore. Mm -hmm. So it's like knowing what's going to bring you joy and don't stay in a position just for the money. Stay, go and know that there's other possibilities and there's other places that are hiring and there's other places that can bring you the joy that you do deserve and like Chelsea said know your worth and know that you do deserve to be at a job that you love so Mm -hmm. it's not just the day-to-day nine to five go to work hate it and then that's it but yeah so thank you all (laughs) for tuning in and listening today I have been definitely breathing heavily because I feel like it's harder to talk but um yeah we hope that this was helpful to you all and it helps if you have any interviews coming up if you don't and you have someone that has an interview coming up you could send this to them and it'll be super helpful and then they'll be like oh my gosh I got this I got this position and you'll be like oh my gosh it's because of this episode yeah and if you guys are not aware of why Nikki just said that she's struggling with breathing. 
Make sure you go listen to our last episode of Coffee and Onesies and check our Instagram <laughs> because there was big news shared. And if you don't know, you are way, way, way behind. Oh, yeah. You're late to the party. <laughs> <laughs> but we're so excited that you all got to listen to yet another episode. And thank you so much for all your support and your love and just for coming along this journey with us. So be sure to keep posted with everything Coffee and Lindsay's. And with any episodes coming up or any lives, just be sure to check our Instagram. Um, because you know it's summer and we'll tell you when episodes are coming. <laughs> but yeah, just keep up with our Instagram because that's always going to have the latest news. But we love you all and thank you again for keeping up with us and just stay tuned for our next episode or live and mark your calendars whenever instagram tells you and pick out your favorite onesies because that night will be a night to remember listening to another episode of coffee and onesies podcast stay tuned for next week's instagram live and to keep up to date with all things coffee and onesies head on over to coffee and onesies podcast on instagram turn on those notifications like a photo follow us and be sure to subscribe to our podcast and be on the lookout for some exciting things ahead we'll see you next week